Hi, it's Rainy G with the Holistic Health Hotline. Uh, it's Sunday, and late last night, the health care bill provided by Nancy Pelosi and her group of socialists in the Progressive Caucus um, passed by two votes. It almost, almost didn't pass, but it did pass by two votes. And we have a lot of work to do now. We, we've done a lot of work. We've done the marches on Washington, which they say were provided by insurance companies and were domestic terrorist um, groupings that came to Washington. That's what they have called them, mobs. That We were financed by special interest groups to try to stop the health care bill. And um, we marched again. I didn't, but many people did. Last week, in the middle of the week, mortgaging their houses, basically, to make it to Washington to say you can't do this, that it, this bill is unconstitutional, that it shouldn't pass, that um, we need to do other things with health care to help reform it, but this is not the way to go. We were still called domestic terrorists. I believe that they even had some of their people on the left, code pink, etc., arrested. And, of course, that makes it look like we were arrested, but we were not. And last night, we came within two votes of defeating the House, but um, lost it because of the little games that they play. Now, John Boehner, if you had listened at all to any of this going on yesterday, stood up there for quite a while and actually went through several sections of this bill to try to tell people who he knew had not read it. Most people still haven't read this bill or any of the amendments. I mean, it's way over 2,200 pages now, but they haven't read it. What they've heard is, is the, the talking points. But he, he went through a lot of sections of the bill to try to enlighten people who haven't read it. And each section that he read or, or alluded to, he would explain just exactly what the paragraph said in case you couldn't get it from the wording. And as I was listening to him, I said, even if I was a novice, if, even if I was somebody who was convinced that this is something I really wanted, I'd be a little skeptical by hearing all the parts that he read about the, the health czars. And that's not just one. There's going to be multiple czars who are going to dictate to you what you will do with your life. Not not just, you know, what's happening with Medicare or, uh, or your employer's insurance or pre-existing conditions. I was listening to C-SPAN and people would call in during the little votes that were going on from one side for or against. And, um, and they'd say things, the people who were for this health care bill were saying things like, I really want this because I have a pre-existing condition and uh, my insurance is too expensive. And so with this, it won't be so expensive. No, no, no. What they're saying is they're, they're going to push the insurance companies not to block you if you have a pre-existing condition, but if you don't think it's going to cost you an arm and a leg, you're wrong. And then there were people calling who said, I deserve this. This is a right. It's a human being right to have health care. Who told you that? And what country are you from? There's no country in the world that says it's a human right to have health care. We've, we've never thought that. And, and isn't it interesting that people in this country think it should all be handed to them when this is a country that was built on just the opposite? It was built on the ideology of 
the individual not working for the collective, but working because they're part of this country and being all that they could be. Not getting all they could get, being all they could be. And what a big difference. It's a difference in even the way you look at your spirituality or your religion. What religion or spirituality says, I will give you everything? You're, all of these things in life are just your right, and all you have to do is sit back and do nothing. Even God only helps those who help themselves. <laughs> and you have work to do to, to reach your God. You, you can't just sit back and say, okay, I want all the money, and I want the health care, and I want a free house, and I want free food, and I want this and that. E even though things are provided, the opportunity is what's truly provided. Not the outcome. It's the opportunity. And people were calling saying, it's a right. I have a right. Well, then pay for that right. Contribute to that right. Don't sit back and expect everyone else to give it to you, because then it's not a right. You're trying to exploit other Americans to get this so-called right. So I, I was listening to all these people, and I was just amazed, just amazed, and not realizing that, you know, you're, you're, if you have kids, if you're, I don't care if you're 22 or 69, I don't care, you have children, that this bill now gives the power to the government to interfere in the way you're bringing up your children. Yes, it's true. It's not a, this is not a, a rumor. There's a, a many paragraphs in there that give the czar the right to come to your home if necessary and say they don't like what you're feeding your children or what time you're feeding them or who's eating at the table or um, how many times a day you're eating and that they will dictate that or they'll remove your children. This is very um, Marxist, communist. That's what the ideology is, that the children should be removed from the families because they know better about what to do with the youth than you do. And this is not some um, made-up radical thing that we're attacking the Obama administration. This is the ideology behind this. You know, those of you who don't like Pelosi, she come, and nobody seems to get, be able to get rid of her. She comes from a district in San Francisco, and I know I have listeners out there, and you know this, that was and is part of the Democratic Socialists of America. In 1999, they, they decided to back away from telling people about their membership in this. The Democratic Socialists of America are direct descendants or connectors to the, 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 the Marxists and the Marxist ideology that is permeating all of our government at this point. Um, and they call themselves the progressives. Well, progressives were Marxists. <laughs> and there was a Marxists and communists. <clears throat> and their belief system, for those of you who still haven't done your homework and haven't read about this, is, is that uh, God is not this important being in most cases. Um, they'll say they believe in God and God bless America. It doesn't mean anything to them. Those are just words. But the ideology behind everything is for the collective good and that the power elite will reap the benefits because they are the ones who are doing the work to change everything to a level playing field. So you'll see the Obamas flying around and, and uh, making multi-millions off of their hard work of causing everyone else to be poor. And then I have people say to me, yeah, but, you know, he struggled and she struggled. Baloney. Read their histories. I mean, even before they came to Washington, they had people doing the laundry and cooking and all that stuff. They had a full staff 
of probably illegal aliens, but um, they had a full staff of workers. And in the hospital that she worked at, they would kick people out if they didn't have um, insurance, and they would take people who had certain kinds of insurance and charge them three times as much, and they used illegal workers to do all the staff work at the hospitals. And this is where these people are coming from. And for those of you who support them, um, realize that you are being used, and you will be abused. The problem is that those of us who understand this and never supported this have to suffer with you. And that's where the fight's coming from. That's where the dichotomy and the the division in the country is coming from, is that there are some who know exactly what's going on. And those who want to believe that um, this person that they voted for is is God and is doing all the right things and and they'll say things like what's wrong with all of you Republicans it's not a Republican or Democratic issue this is socialism versus freedom this is Marxism versus freedom communism versus freedom as of last night we were one step closer to losing every freedom that America has by this vote going through now we did a lot of work we had probably 35 to 45 Democrats who were on the fence or maybe um, not even on the fence but at least had some viable reasons why they might not vote for this or might vote for it and by the end of the night we had convinced or talked to 35 or 36 of them total um, that we finally got through to after 12 hours and and changed some of their votes because they hadn't read the bill they hadn't had a chance to read the bill couldn't understand the bill anyway they weren't lawyers um, and then there were those who never answered their phones or their faxes or responded or had full mailboxes because they don't care. And then, of course, we also had the commander-in-chief who went to speak to the Democrats and and listened to why they weren't going to vote for this. And, of course, the the representatives that we have said that the people don't want this. They came to us and told us they don't want this, and and we don't want to lose our jobs. And then they were told that, the Republicans were going to come after them anyway, but don't worry, you know, Obama's got their back. Well, and then you had those who, who received the phone calls from other places and said, oh, the people really want this, 68% of the people. No, they don't. They had hundreds of thousands of phone calls done by ACORN and the SEIU. Now, if you have not done your homework, these two organizations are, are totally corrupt. And what they do is they pay people. They pay um, convicted felons. They pay illegal workers. They pay the drunks and cocaine workers on the streets $5, $10 to do what they ask them to do. If you, you look at the rallies and the, the speeches that go on, you'll see all the same signs and people standing there doing exactly the same things like little robots because they were told exactly what they were supposed to do and it makes the numbers look really good. So at different points, SEIU was organizing people to call and make 200,000 calls to their senators saying we want health reform now. Do any of those people who made the calls know what they're talking about? No. They're getting paid. Do those on the other side who marched, who gave up their work, who, who lost money, who spent money themselves, their own dollars to go to Washington or to spend the whole day trying to talk to senators or, or congressmen or the president or anybody, do, do, do they get paid for this? No. They were coming from knowledge, from knowing exactly 
why they were against this bill and why it shouldn't have been passed. And the, the um, level of upset, the tears that were falling last night, knowing that our country is it's not just a bill. This is an indicator. This is a flag that's gone up, a very big red flag, and it's red, that says all of your freedoms are now being taken away. This, this one health bill, well, it doesn't matter what else they pass from now on. This takes away every freedom you have. They can now dictate what kind of car you drive, if you drive, when you drive, and where you'll drive. They can dictate what kind of clothes you wear, where you wear them, how you wear them, how you wash them, what you'll eat when you're at school, what you'll eat when you go out to restaurants. Restaurants will now, if they have more than 25 restaurants, they have to put all the calorie count of all their food on the menus. Um, some people say, well, that's great because I'm always on a diet. Well, that's your responsibility. Okay? You have the restaurants trying to put all the calorie counts. You're going to have very limited choice. Well, that's very communist. I mean, talk to anybody in a communist country how much choice they have. You buy one or two kinds of shoes. You eat two or three kinds of food. You travel in one or two kinds of cars. Now, that makes everybody the same except the power elite. You know, the Obamas and, the, and his czars and the Pelosi's. She has more than 25 restaurants and um, <clears throat> makes all kinds of money. I mean, we have more than 100 millionaires in Congress. They aren't you, are they? They're not trying to represent you anymore. Never have, actually, since um, probably the early 1960s. That all stopped. But, okay, so does that mean we give up? Do we quit? Do we shoot ourselves? Do we go out and shoot other people? Um, that's actually another, another thing that happened this week was the shooting at Fort Hood. I was appalled. I was so enraged. At first, the shooting itself. But then when I... I waited. I was driving. I had a, a couple-hour drive to do. And I'm waiting to see when the president's going to come out and say, we've had a terrorist attack on a military base in the United States, the worst that's ever happened. And I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. Two hours, he's in this conference. And then he comes out and does a shout-out to people and talks about the conference and then mentions the shooting. Um, also, during that time while I was waiting, I think the the word came out around 1.30 my time, and by 1.46 or something like that, the FBI from Washington had stated this is not a terrorist attack, and that the president was sending the FBI to Texas to make sure there's no more killing. Well, just those two statements right there should alarm you. How did he know there was no terrorist attack and how was the FBI going to a military base with the finest military police and contracted police in the world but he's going to send the FBI and they'll stop the killing um, but I think the most important point was that, that he said it wasn't they said it wasn't a terrorist attack and that the, the president never came out now everybody jumped on Bush because he spent 20 minutes in a kindergarten without the information being fed to him about exactly what happened with the towers, that they were commercial jets, what time they hit, and what was going on. So everybody said, look at him, this must have been an inside job, he knew about it. Well, if you could say that about Bush, and I don't believe it, but if you could say that about Bush's 20 minutes while he was trying to form his words, which are a little bit harder for him than, than for this one, and this one took two hours and then talked to everybody else about the conference first while he was on the air before he mentioned the shootings. 
I would say maybe everybody should be saying maybe this was an inside job. Now, I'll tell you what really happened. This was a Muslim, and they knew it. And that's why the FBI said, we know who this guy is. It's not a terrorist attack because it's a Muslim in the military. Well, the guy is totally connected to two jihadist groups in Washington and worked on Obama's transition team, so they knew who he was. And he was not going to, and, and the administration was not going to, say that this was a terrorist attack because you put the dots together and connect this, okay? And then the next day the president came out and said, don't jump to conclusions. Well, there's nobody jumping to conclusions. The history of this is, is that this man did join the military. Many have. Um, he was part of two jihadist groups in Washington, D.C. And it will come to a point when these people who think that we should all be killed will decide that this is the time to do it. And so we are not only home-growing them now, we're training them, and and they have a brother in the White House. Um, you know, Obama said many times that he's Muslim, his faith, his Muslim faith. So you know what's going on here. And that doesn't mean every Muslim in the world is like this. But don't believe that any Muslim group isn't, because you have not read the Koran. And you can tell me, you can call me if you're a Muslim and say, you've read the Koran. Well, so have I. And I've had people talk to me about the readings of the Koran. And not one time out of three different readings of this have I ever found that this is a peaceful religion. Not when it comes to anyone who's not Muslim. Now, we've, we've had, um, you've seen the, the Muslim father who ran over his daughter, killed her, because she was, you know, moving to the Western ideology. We had the girl run away from home because she converted to Christianity and knew she would be killed when she got home. You can look on the internet if you want to, but I wouldn't suggest it. Uh, of the different Islamic groups, um, Muslim groups, who will train their, their youngsters, this is six years old, seven, eight, nine years old, um, to kill infidels, and also to behead women and girls. If this is what we want in our country, right? This is what we want. They're coming. They're all over England. This is what's gone on with Great Britain and England. I mean, this is London. Look at the London Peace March of uh, six months ago. This was a peace march. It was all Muslim jihadists carrying the sign saying, Death to America and all infidels should be killed. Uh, that's a peace march. Mm -hmm. And... America's going to sit by and let this happen because we want to be politically correct. Well, if you want to be politically correct, first think about what you're saying. Politically correct means and should mean that you have a fidelity to your flag and to your nation. And that if the, the premises and the, the um, doctrines of your country are being overrun by someone else, if your constitution is being attacked then to be politically correct would be to defend and protect the Constitution. And you need to defend and protect the Constitution of the United States or it will be gone. It's already being attacked by our own people in office. It's being um, subverted. It's being overcome. It, Pelosi was asked if this health care bill is constitutional and she just laughed and said, are you serious? Because they don't care if it's constitutional. And yet, the oath that a senator or a congressman takes is not only to protect and defend the Constitution, but within their job description um, in Congress is that they have to, before they pass any bill, 
they have to check and make sure that all parts of that bill are constitutional. They didn't care. They don't care because we have a government, an, an administration, an executive office that says the Constitution really doesn't exist and we're going to rewrite it. You even heard some of the people who were talking say, this is right for our country, this is right for my district, and it's right for the world. What does the world have to do with our health care system? You better hear those words. You better think about it. Because we also now have the, the cap-and-trade bill coming, the climate bill. The climate bill is going to coincide with the health bill completely and with the Copenhagen Treaty in December. When we sign that treaty, which you know Obama will sign anything because he wants to be president of the world, when we sign that treaty, not only will everything you touch that has energy connected to it be a hundred times more expensive, yes, your electric bills that are now $175 a month will be more than $600 a month, um, but don't worry, they're giving you cheaper health care, so you'll be able to afford it. Um, not only that, but the, the United Nations will be in charge of of how we do many things. And we will report to international law, which is why he is appointing uh, judges who believe in international law and not the Constitution. Put this all together, people. You've got to start paying attention. Sotomayor, when she was appointed Supreme Court Justice, during her confirmation hearings, people kept saying, are you a believer in the Constitution? I believe international law should be observed, blah, blah, blah. What international law? This is the United States of America, not some little dot on the map, not some third world, you know, developing country that has no leadership and no, no background, no history, no Constitution. But she said it, and people still appointed her. People are afraid of Obama's little power because he has all the unions and and uh, George Soros and the Tides Foundation, the Democratic Socialists of America, the Center for American Policy. Um, keep on going. You know, the SEIU, ACORN, all these these groups that want to overtake our government. Why we are not there with in arms, I don't know. Uh, but I think that's coming. And you know what? If it does, it's okay. Thomas Jefferson knew that we would probably have to go back to blood to defend our Constitution. So I see a lot coming. Now, according to the prophecies and according to things I told you two years ago, three years ago, this is all in line with with the Bible, with the Mayan calendar, with Nostradamus, with the Native American prophecies, um, this is all in line with how we end up having to, to go through the, the worst times in the next couple of years. And then that's just building up to that. But we do have a choice. We can fight back and we can keep our faith and we can stand our ground and we can protect our Constitution and we can um, know who God is and follow what we've been taught but what we know in our heart. So we have the Senate coming up for this health care bill. We have the climate bill that's being sneaked in beside, behind our backs, um, behind closed doors. And, um, and you have a responsibility. You have a job to do. 
You need to be on the phones and on the fax machines or on Twitter or on Facebook, wherever you have to get on, or all of them, constantly this week, talking to every senator you can find, not just yours. This is a national crisis. This is a national problem. So you can talk to every single senator, and when they say, well, what district or what area or what state, doesn't matter. This is a national bill that's going to affect your life and the lives of your children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren forever, forever. This won't be changed in 2010 or 2012 when you elect two representatives here or four there. First of all, you know that those elections are going to be corrupt, and you know that they're going to be, they'll use their thugs and their acorn people and their, their phony votes and dead people's votes and everything else. So you think you're going to get rid of all your representatives. Well, you can try very hard, but they're going to try very hard on the other side to make sure that doesn't happen. But even that, waiting till 2010 to get 20 or 30 seats in the House is not going to change things. And then waiting to 2012, you think you're going to vote Obama out? You don't think this is already being planned to make sure you don't? So you better start doing something now. Because they know that if you don't do it now, if you don't stop all this stuff now, you haven't got a chance. We don't have a chance. My own brother keeps saying, well, 2010, no, it's not. 2012, he won't get elected again. No. What they'll do is they'll name a lot of people that they want elected and they'll say that they're Republicans or conservatives or independents and then you'll find out, just like they did in New York State, that, you know, if things aren't going, well, either way, if they get elected or don't, you'll find out later that they weren't Republicans or conservatives or independents. They were Marxist radicals who just decided to change their names for election. See, they don't care about lies. They don't worry about lies. Lying is one of my worst Worst hatreds, I guess you'd call it. I can't stand the lies. I, we, my mother ordered a pizza yesterday while we were doing the work for this bill, and uh, the pizza didn't show up when it was supposed to. So I waited 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and I finally called. And this kid on the phone, after being on hold for another five minutes, I said, well, I'm waiting for my pizza, and it's not here. And he says, well, hold on a minute. And he comes back, and he says, it's on its way. And I said, how do you know that? And, of course, he froze. He says, well, it's on its way. It'll be there soon. And I said, do you know who I am, what my phone number is, what my address is? And, of course, he never asked me. So I said, I want your boss on the phone. So the boss finally gets on the phone. And I said, you know what I'm most upset about? It's not the pizza being late. It's the fact that, that you told him to say to me, it's on its way. Not knowing anything about me just lying about what you were doing. And that's what upset me the most. And I went I went off on the guy. They don't lie to me. Lying is not a good thing. But the people we have in office and the people running for office, there's so much corruption in, in, in government and in our world right now that everybody thinks it's okay to lie. Well, it isn't. It's not okay to lie. It's not okay to steal elections or otherwise. It's not okay to kill infidels or otherwise. It's not okay. So you see those original Ten Commandments from God, whether you're Christian or not, doesn't matter. It's the Ten Commandments from God. Don't steal. Thou shalt not steal. Whether that's elections or otherwise. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not lie. Ah. Where have we come? And where are we going? It's your job. Get to work. Uh, call all those senators 
and call them over and over again. Don't just call once and say, this is what I have to say, and you hear it from the little staff person, and you hang up, and you think you did your job. These people are being hounded and harassed by not just the president and all the other people up on Capitol Hill who are out of touch, but all the special interest groups who are saying, don't you dare vote that way. I don't care what your people tell you. We'll stand behind you. Don't let that happen. You call them up every single day and stay on top of this. It takes you two minutes. Get the phone numbers. Call five people. Get the phone numbers. Call five people every single day. All right? You've got work to do. Otherwise, um, you're going to be doing work that you won't believe in, and your kids are going to be doing work that they never wanted to do for nothing. Because the dollar, they can make, you know, right now we're only making 56 cents on the dollar. Every time you make a dollar, you're only making 56 cents. Well, your children will make 37, and your grandchildren will make less than 10, according to our debt right now. 10 cents on the dollar. That's a lot of work for a little money, isn't it? And that's what we did to them. And you are just as responsible. You have that on your hands for being complacent, for not doing what you're supposed to do because you're so busy. Just like Obama has the blood of all those people who were killed on his hands. And we'll talk about that next time. Okay. Go to earthwalk-usa.com for lots of information about all kinds of things and know that I am still running for president and I will and have um, laid out many things on, on my Facebook account. So just put in earthwalk-usa at mchsi.com and or on Facebook and you'll find me because if you put my name in for some reason it doesn't come out so <laughs> or you could put Raina G Raina with a space G for president and you'll find me on Facebook and um, and you know what I'm doing is laying out a lot of uh, last week I talked about war I've talked about reinventing America one step at a time which they are doing which we need to do and um, and we talk about all kinds of things there so Go there. Do the job. Let's stop this if we can. We have to bring back our freedoms and not let them steal them. This is Raina G. Thanks for listening.